Hello, and welcome to Haunted Washington. Follow me as I uncover the history, horrors, and hauntings behind the creepiest locations in Washington State. I posted a picture on the Haunted Washington Instagram page last week, asking all of you for locations that you'd like to hear about. There's a big shout out to Haley and Stephanie for both suggesting I look into Cedar Woolley. They both had heard rumors of a haunted asylum up there, and I just had to look into it. Feel free to reach out to our Instagram page at Haunted Washington, where you can shoot us a DM to suggest locations, ask questions, or tell us about spots that we may have missed when we covered your town. It also helps us if you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use, and also if you drop a review. Now let's get started with the second episode of Haunted Washington, where we learn about a hospital with a horrific past and a school with wandering spirits. About an hour south of the Canadian border sits a small town of about 12,000 people. This town is off the beaten path and not one that you'd likely be aware of if you weren't looking for it. Cedar Woolley has a long and dark history that has given it a title of one of Washington's most haunted towns. Cedar Woolley was incorporated in 1898, though it was first settled in the 1870s. The first settlers wanted to name the town Bug because of all the mosquitoes they had encountered, but their wives luckily convinced them to name it after something else. They took the Spanish word for cedar, cedro, and began calling it cedro. In the 1890s, a railroad developer moved to Cedro with the last name of Woolley. The town eventually took his name based on the success of the railroad company, and it became Cedro Woolley. In 1912, a massive compound on an 800-acre rural property straddling a beautiful creek in the foothills of the North Cascade Mountain Range was transformed into a nightmarish asylum named Northern State Asylum. On this picturesque piece of land are 45 buildings ranging from small to massive collegiate-looking imposing structures. This land also carries horrific secrets along with over a thousand unmarked graves. The Northern State Asylum grew to more than 1,200 acres at its peak in the 1950s. It had grown to contain a pig farm, milking herd, bakery, quarry, lumber mill, and pit silo to make the facility almost completely self-contained and feed its almost 3,000 residents. The residents or patients were also the laborers on the grounds, providing work to sustain the asylum. In the mid-1970s, the Northern State Hospital was shut down and the staff and residents essentially just walked away from it and left it as it was. This was part of a widespread effort to move from inpatient to outpatient mental health treatment for people housed in these facilities. Part of the complex is still used today as a drug rehab center and job corps project, where troubled youths can learn skills to get jobs. I remember back in high school, I went on a ride along with a Cedar Woolley police officer. We patrolled the night shift and he took me by the abandoned asylum. We sat there and spoke to the security guards who worked there and they all seemed to have numerous stories about certain areas. There were certain spots in the building that were just known to be haunted by the security guards. 
I asked one of them if he ever had to chase kids into the asylum at night, and he laughed at me and replied, I'm not going in there, man. He told me there were still medical supplies and gurneys in the basement, and some of the buildings were just so creepy that he'd rather just wait for the trespassers to come out than run in after them. A couple years later, I went back to the grounds with some friends just to drive by and show them because they'd never seen it. This was on 4th of July. Security was very upfront about it not being okay for me to even drive up the road to the facility. I told them I wasn't planning on doing anything bad, just driving by to show my friends. Uh, they were not having it. Uh, they had a van pull out behind me and follow me until I exited Skagit County back in Snohomish County. To this day, I still felt like it was a pretty strange encounter and very serious reaction to just driving by the facility. Back when the facility was in full swing as an asylum, physicians there conducted numerous experimental treatments ranging from electroshock therapy to sterilizations and even transorbital lobotomies. In my opinion, the most off-putting of these procedures is the lobotomy. If you're not familiar with what a lobotomy is, it's a form of psychosurgery for patients with a wide variety of mental disorders and issues. They would use it on people with depression, anxiety, everything. And what it involves is severing connections to the brain's prefrontal cortex by hammering a rod into the patient's eye socket to remove the need for an operating room and a surgeon. This essentially just renders the person stuporous, which means they have no critical thinking functions in their brain and they're reduced to near unresponsive levels of consciousness. Some of them can only respond to intense stimuli such as pain after the surgery. Other patients were reported to lose memory, be disoriented and confused, and even become incontinent after the procedure. Seizures were also a common side effect of the procedure. This procedure was widely used in the U.S., where around 40,000 people were lobotomized in the 1900s. Electroshock therapy was also used at the facility. This was a treatment that was given to allegedly help improve the mood of those with severe depression. Then involved hooking the person up to electrodes and running an extremely powerful electric current through them, causing immense pain. Screams from this procedure could be heard throughout the entire facility when it was being conducted. And this is a treatment that is still even widely used in some form today. One of the pioneers of electroshock therapy was an Italian professor of neopsychiatry named Hugo Soretti. The idea of this use on humans came to Soretti when he saw how pigs were given an electric shock before being butchered and it put them in an anesthetized state. They then began human trials and saw what they believed to be positive results. One of the side effects of this intervention was retrograde amnesia, which they saw as positive because the patient likely didn't remember how bad the therapy really was. They couldn't remember the pain, they couldn't remember screaming. Sterilizations also occurred at the facility, and this led to numerous deaths. Facilities at that time would sterilize patients completely removing their ability to reproduce. Sometimes this would even be done without consent. This could be justified by the staff if they believed that the person was a genetic threat, likely to be irresponsible parents, or even if they had a low IQ. With all of these terrible and horrific treatments happening every day in the Northern State Asylum, 
It's no wonder that many of those that died there reportedly haunt the location and roam the ground to this day. This is especially because around 1,500 people were reportedly buried on the property in graves bearing only a number and their initials. About 200 were reportedly cremated and disposed of inside this facility. Most were buried in makeshift coffins made by the other patients, thrown in unmarked and poorly labeled graves. Some were buried in mass graves together. Only one patient was given a proper burial with a headstone bearing only his name. Patients even had been reported to have violent outbursts as criminally insane people were on the facility. Sometimes they would even kill each other in massive fights. Numerous spirits are rumored to walk the halls of the facility. One poltergeist, a prankster, a ghost named Frank, had been known to toss sheets and bedpans left in the facility. People have reported hearing the bedpans as they fall to the floor when no one else was inside. One of the creepiest rooms in this facility is the surgery room. This is where physicians conducted the previously mentioned operations, lobotomies, electroshock therapy, sterilizations. This room's walls are green, and in the center of the room sits what looks like an antique dentist chair, modified with shackles for the patient's feet, and a way to secure their head so they can't move during the operation. The room sits empty to this day, with nothing but the operation chair and an antique white fridge. This is the very same chair that many patients died in, and it still sits in this room. An equally unsettling area of the facility is an attic in the largest building. The exposed beams and decaying interior provide the perfect ambiance for what you would imagine when you picture a haunted, rundown asylum. A nurse is reported to haunt this area, quickly walking around and trying to remove patients who had snuck up into the attic. At one point, when the asylum was in full operation, a group of patients snuck up into the attic and set the building on fire. It was quickly extinguished, but the charred beams can still be seen there today. Some people have reported hearing the nurse up there humming or singing quietly to herself as she walks through the attic, checking for wandering patients. Others have said that they've seen a nurse hanging from a noose, seen through one of the windows to the dark abandoned building. The nurse reportedly hung herself in the stairwell leading to the attic of one of the buildings, distraught by what she had seen, what she had heard. Another nurse can be seen pushing a wheelchair through a hallway. Sometimes you can just hear the wheel squeaking or her quiet humming to herself. People have also reported seeing a man playing with a little girl on the grounds. They're playing with a red ball. As you approach them or try to engage them, they disappear. The darkest entity that's been reported in the buildings is a tall shadow man, and he's said to be walking the halls, only seen in a glimpse of the periphery. When you look at him, he can be seen as he quickly retreats to the shadows. Based on his size compared to the doorways, he's been estimated to be almost seven feet tall. The main buildings of the asylum are all connected by underground tunnels. These tunnels contain plumbing for the facilities. While the building sits empty, the pipes creak and bang repeatedly, even when they're not in use. If you look online, you can see countless stories, pictures, and videos of people exploring the grounds. 
I was able to find some encounters that I thought I would share with you. The first encounter is by a woman named Kalana. She said the following. I went to the Northern State Hospital farm grounds back in 2010. We were walking around the milking stations when it suddenly got freezing. It was the middle of August and the sun was shining. I told my friend to stand in the area where I was. She agreed that it was freezing. The next week I was there with my family. We went to the gardening building. Of course, they grew their main crops outside, but some of the plants were still growing inside the building. Mud writing was on the brick walls and it says, in the silence they wait. My family walked ahead of me because I had to tie my shoe and suddenly I heard screaming. I looked around and felt someone touch my arm, yet I was the only one in the building. As I walked back to my parents, I had a handprint and claw marks on my arm in the spot where I felt like I was touched. Ever since that experience, I've never gone back to the farms of Northern State Mental Hospital. Please tell me I'm not the only one who has experienced something like this at the Northern State Asylum. Another anonymous person said, Things got weird one night at Northern State Mental Hospital. My brother and I were out there one night, sometime in February 2016, just kind of exploring. After it started getting dark, we stopped by one of the old barns to have a cigarette before heading back to the car. We noticed a real strange noise that sounded like a gurgling squeal. My dog started growling, but I wasn't worried. I thought it was just some kids messing around. On our way back to the car, I noticed that I had lost my cigarettes, so I decided to turn back. We got about halfway across the field when we saw a strange, transparent-like group of blobs behaving erratically. They seemed to distort the light around them. It was kind of like heat waves on a hot day. They were getting closer too. They were just glowing, shrinking, twisting, and bending in every direction. My brother said, what is that? And I said, I don't know, hell no, let's just go now. We ran back to the car pretty fast. We still don't believe in ghosts, but we really can't explain what we saw that night. Jennifer said that she first started her career as a 911 dispatcher in the Cedar Woolley area. They did a tour of the county so they knew where the locations were and they stopped by Northern State Hospital. She reported that the entire campus had an eerie, almost stifling feeling to it. She said that she's very sensitive to energy and even has a hard time driving by the grounds to this day. Jennifer also added that you couldn't even pay her to go back there. Another person said that they went to the Job Corps campus in Cedar Woolley. Now remember, this campus is a partitioned portion of the old buildings that they repurposed into a facility to treat drug addiction and teach troubled youths trades and skills so they can get jobs. She said, I thought the drive up was creepy, but then I saw the buildings. Something about this place was just not quite right. I was there for six months and then late 90s and those months were anything but peaceful. I heard loud noises all the time that couldn't be explained. Even when you're alone there, you're not really alone, or at least it never feels like it. I remember sitting in my room all by myself, filled with anxiety and dread, because I had the overwhelming feeling that someone was in there with me. I never felt safe there. Even though it was supposed to be a secure facility, I never felt safe. I will never, ever go back to that horrible place. 
David J. wrote the following about his time at the Job Corps facility. I was at Job Corps from 1984 or 1985, something like that. There were places that were off limits, but I explored them all. I knew the tunnels better than the security guards, and it also helped that I was pretty acrobatic. The hauntings are true. I never knew Frank's name at the time, but he used to tip me off when the security guards were looking for trespassers. The long hall that went from the ground floor down to the basement where the lobotomies were done was a very scary place. Even so, nothing compared to the third floor of the girls' dormitory, which was not ever used. This is unofficially because of the ghost. There was a rumor that a nurse jumped out of one of the third floor bay windows and killed herself back in the day. They crowded the girls in the first two floors, and at that time those were renovated. The third floor was not. I ventured up there to explore quite a bit. It was like a lost and found, forgotten storage area. They stored military surplus stuff up there. It was actually a pretty cool place, where I acquired all sorts of goodies, working to clean up the mess. There had been stuff up there since the last major war, and it was covered in dust and a weird grease film. It was all in disarray, like someone or something had thrown everything violently in all directions. After a bit of work cleaning things up, I was done sorting through the items. But when I returned, everything was thrown about again. I bet it's still in that same condition today. One of the workers at the facility reached out to the haunted Washington Instagram page, and he told me that he'd worked at the campus for close to 10 years now, and he's also done extensive research on the facility. He also said that he had experienced plenty of paranormal encounters there. He told me the following. I do believe in hauntings and spirits and whatnot, but I'm also very skeptical. I believe that a vast majority of things that people experience are things that can be explained. People tend to hear and see something because that's what they're wanting to happen. That being said, I've had multiple experiences at work and in the main hospital building. When I first started working there, I was working nights. I was sitting at the staff station around 2 a.m. when there was a very loud psst right behind me. It was like someone was trying to get my attention. I nearly jumped out of my skin. Of course, there was no one around. A few months after that, I was in the same staff station working on a computer when something very aggressively pulled my pant leg. It pulled the cuff of my right pant leg so hard to the left that it moved my foot. I even looked down and saw my pant leg being pulled, but whatever was doing it, was not visible. I've had other experiences as well. It's fairly common to see someone walk into the office out of the corner of your eye, only to look up and there's no one there. A few months ago, for just a brief moment, I saw someone standing right next to me when I was working at the desk. There was no one actually there. When I was working nights in the facility, I was doing a head count and I could hear music. I checked everywhere, but no matter where I went, it didn't seem to be coming from anywhere specific. A few years later, I heard about the episode that Ghost Hunters did at the Northern State Hospital. The music that they heard in that episode, in the attic, is the exact same music that I heard. I have been gouged in the stomach on two separate occasions, in the exact same spot, in the upstairs hallways at work. It was hard enough that it actually hurt, and I almost dropped what I was carrying at the time. Northern State Hospital is a beautiful and tragic place. 
it's important for us to see this place and remember what modern science boasted as groundbreaking in that era. Well over a thousand patients met their demise on these grounds and they wander the facility to this day looking for an answer and looking for peace. There's no doubt in my mind that this place is haunted and there's a reason it's regarded as the most haunted location in Washington state. If you're looking for a great day adventure where you can walk through the woods, explore abandoned buildings, see some pretty awesome graffiti and possibly a ghost, then the Northern State Hospital is a great spot for you. You can find directions to the public area on the Washington Trails Association page, along with pictures of the grounds. Be sure you don't wander into the old medical facilities though, as security is really tight and they will not hesitate to arrest you for trespassing. If you're still interested in more about this location, Ghost Hunters also did a segment on the Northern State Asylum. You can watch this online. It's Season 3, Episode 13. Thanks for listening to the Haunted Washington Podcast. If we missed any spots that you know of, or if you have suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to our Instagram at HauntedWashington. Shoot us a DM and let us know. You can support this podcast by subscribing on whatever app you're using, and if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to our cause on our anchor page linked in our Instagram. Tune in every other week to see if your town is going to be the next one featured on Haunted Washington.